Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Um, we're glad that you're here to listen. We'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning to our uh, message this morning. Uh, we are starting a new sermon series called Called, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. We're going to be journeying through this for the next few Sundays. We're talking about what it is to be a called people, to be on a journey with God somewhere. Well, I used to think that calling was a special kind of narrow path that we all needed to find in order to have a successful life. Uh, when this or that person... Uh, found their calling. You might have heard this phrase that they found their calling. You would do a few things. First, you would you would be pleased. Look at that. People stopping to make sure I'm I'm okay. If you found your calling, you would um, have a reason to celebrate. You would have found your purpose in life, and you'd be excited. And if you knew somebody that found their calling, you'd be happy for them. But if you didn't find your calling, if you heard that, you'd panic. You would say, uh, will I ever find my calling? Do I know what I'm supposed to do in this life? And so the idea of calling can drop a little bit of anxiety in us. Have I missed my calling? Do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I just listless in this life? Well, this is the language that we often use in pastoral ministry. Um, the journey that you take into a vocation to be a pastor is all about sensing and articulating your calling. If you can't articulate your calling, you can't be a pastor. You can't, uh, it's really the ultimate litmus test for whether you are going to be a pastor or not. You do your education, you go through all the journey and discernment, but at the end of the day, you have to say, am I called to this? Well, Actually, there's a reason, a good reason for this calling question, I think. You see, because calling is made up of deeper stuff. If it's just money, power, prestige, fame, security, all of these are not what keeps me focused on the purpose that I have. If those things dried up, am I done being a pastor? Am I done doing what God has called me to? No, you see, calling is a legendary piece that helps people go the distance. It's the calling that keeps me connected to what I'm supposed to be doing. But here's the thing. The sense of calling isn't just for pastors. Uh, calling is the legendary stuff of following Jesus, too. Without a sense of calling, your faith might be short-lived. Boredom, addiction, fear, insult, worry, anger, laziness, sin. There's a whole host of things that might make us forget to follow God. Might make us uh, lose sight of where we are going. So following Jesus over the long journey of life is rooted in calling. It really can't be rooted in anything else. And this is the good news of this series that we are part of. is The call is not some mystery that we have to somehow souse out. It's something that you probably already have a sense of in your life. 
So over the next few weeks, we are going to be exploring what this is all about. It's a series about listening to a God who calls and being responders to a God who calls. Responding to the call of Christ in your life. It's like a heartbeat that goes ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. It's this process of back and forth. God speaking, you listening. Step by step, in rhythm, mile by mile, until you look back one day and go, look how far we've come. A long obedience in the same direction. Listening and heeding the call of God in our lives. The call of God is a gift. I once needed the gift of a calling to get me out of a tough space. Right up here, there is a ditch and something very special happened. And that's the reason why I'm parked here. It was in this ditch that I needed a call to get me to the next place. Kelly was pregnant with our second baby, Ivy, and we were on, and at 5 a.m., she said, it's time. we got to go to the hospital. This baby's coming. So she had a contraction back up the road here, and we were driving along, and guess what? She had another contraction just as we were about to turn this corner. So I reached over to kind of comfort her, and as I did, something happened. The car died, and I was in full panic. We pulled over and Kelly got out and had a contraction in the ditch. And I sat in the car going, what is happening? This can't be, like, this is not our story. My wife is not going to give labor here on the Glenmore Trail in 5 a.m. And so I remember praying. I was like, God, this is not the story, is it? Like, is this how my story is happening? I prayed, turned off the car, got out, made sure Kelly was okay. She was having her contraction, standing there holding her baby. I got back in the car and I prayed. I turned off the car, started it again, and it worked. Kelly got in and boom, I was off. It was the craziest experience I probably ever had. I had prepared so much. I had gas in the car. I We had the luggage. We had, uh, we had water bottles. We had everything needed for this and I was stuck. Here is the interesting thing. Uh, as... In that moment, I had the most intense purpose. I was a dad. You see, this was not my job. This was not a task. This was not something I was paid to do that I could just check clock out at any moment. This was my actual singular purpose in life, to get Kelly from our home to the hospital. If it meant flagging down every car, if it meant laying in the road until someone stopped, if it meant calling every one of you at five in the morning to come and get me or to push our little Mazda all the way to the hospital, that was my purpose. I was going to get her to the hospital no matter what. You see, I was a dad and a husband. That was my identity. And that's what calling is. It is an identity that compels us to move forward even when all avenues are spent. And to live in a way that no other force could accomplish. I was going forward. Calling has this potency to get us from point A to point B. It's really, really potent. And that's the focus of Paul in the Bible. In the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing to this community in Ephesus. And Paul uses this language of calling with a whole bunch of different people, a whole bunch of churches, because he wanted them to see that it's your calling that actually propels you forward. It's a sense of deep 
purpose from God that takes you to the next place. Not your strength, not your, not your smarts, not your money, not your wits, but a call that drives us forward. He says in Ephesians 4.1, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, patient with each other. You see, Paul says something profound here and in some other letters, that God's people are called by God. And, that's, and it's the calling that impacts how they live their lives. The power that they have or the direction of their lives. Their calling is tied to their identity. They are a called people. Paul is leaning in like a pastor, putting his arm around them and says, I beg you to walk in this way. It's not just Paul preaching or teaching. It is Paul the pastor who's compelling them to live to their calling because he's saying this is the only way forward. For him, it was so vital and central that they understand that they are a called people. He's coming alongside his people and he's saying to them, listen to me, get in on the good stuff of God. It is good. God is good. You can trust the leading and calling of God. So what's going on here and why does it matter so much? And why am I talking about calling sitting out here near the Glenmore Trail? Well, to understand, I think we need to look at a few words that I think are going to help us with this. The first is, a, there's three words that all are rooted in the word for call. Kaleo is this Greek word that we find in the Bible. And it's rooted in a whole bunch of important church words. The first one is the word church. It's the word ekklesia. And in ekklesia is the root word kaleo or call. You see, the church is a called people. We are called together. We are called out. We are a gathered people. We are an assembly of God's people who heard the call to come together as a congregation and they heeded it. They said, we hear the call. We are coming together. So the church should probably be translated. The word should be translated probably called people. It's who we are. We have an identity. Like me as a dad on the side of the road, my identity compels me forward. Our church has this identity of a called people. We are compelled forward. We might have a mission or a vision statement, but it's actually our calling as a called people that is going to get us forward. Our mission might get sidetracked. COVID might come along. Leaders might change. Things might change. And guess what? It's our calling that keeps us moving forward on a long journey. We belong to a God who called us together as a people. And together we respond to God's call. This is why I think the church just continues to persist. Because it, we are a called people. The second church word that I'm going to share, besides the word church as being a called people, is the word parakaleo. It is a word meaning to encourage. And in it has the root word call built into it. It means to call alongside. Imagine walking and having somebody come alongside. And that person coming alongside is there to encourage, to cheer on, to, uh, to give a rah-rah to, to comfort, to put an arm around. That is what parakaleo means. And it's actually the fundamental work of us as a church. And this is what Jesus and Paul do and model for us as they come alongside God's people. They pull alongside and they cheer on. This is something we do in the church all the time. We comfort, we pull up a chair, we make a phone call, we send a text, we counsel each other to be of good courage. 
especially in this season, so many of you are calling each other. You are living out the fundamental value of the church of Pericleo. Pericletic language and action is about helping people to be comforted, encouraged, and even discern the big questions of faith with grace and humility. The Bible is full of this language. Psalm 23 says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Or in Matthew 5, it says that those who mourn will be comforted. This is core to us, to receive comfort and to give comfort. So we're called alongside to be a comforting people. And we join others to comfort and encourage too. And lastly, the last church word, which has this, is the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he said, I'm leaving you the paraclete. It's the comforter who comes alongside to be with you as your friend. That's pretty much what paraclete is. God who comes alongside. So Jesus, when he leaves, he's leaving this paraclete. We translate it sometimes as advocate or comforter or counselor or friend. But as Jesus leaves, he is leaving his spirit, the paraclete who will comfort and appeal and encourage. And in other words, do all the things that Jesus did actively in us all the time. So think of it. This word call is rooted in who we are. We have a paraclete, this Holy Spirit come alongside or caller friend who comes into our lives and who invites us to paracleo, to encourage, to comfort, to uh, come alongside others. And then we are a formed group, the ecclesia, the church, the called people by God to come together to listen and respond to God. It seems that our whole faith is one big calling. One big listening to the call of God and then responding by being the called people empowered by the caller. It's kind of everywhere. I think if we were to use one key word to summon up what it is to be Jesus people, it would be we are called. Eugene Peterson says this. He says, God's word to us is inherently a call, an invitation, a welcome into the presence and action. When we respond to the call, we live a calling. The calling does four things. It gives us a destination. It determines what we do. It shapes our behavior and forms a coherent life. Jesus calls us. When we hear the call and respond, we live the calling. From then on, the call shapes our lives and gives content to our lives and characterizes the way we live our lives. God is a calling God. And God calls. In the Bible, God is calling people all the time. And often, Jesus or God calls people twice. Abraham, Abraham. Jacob, Jacob. Moses, Moses. Samuel, Samuel. Martha, Martha. Simon, Simon. Saul, Saul. It seems the people God was calling were not always listening. So God had to call their names twice to get their attention. I think that this is really good news because God is really good at getting our attention. God calls us by name and maybe has to call our name several times for us to finally hear. But God is a calling God. And we are part of a people who are called together. This is really good news. So what, what is calling? Well, I think that there's three parts to calling. And we see this in the life of Paul. Paul was first called out of something. He was... He was an abusive guy. He was going out killing Christians because he thought it was the right thing to do. And when he encounters Jesus, 
first Jesus calls him out of that. He says, why are you persecuting me? Why, why, why are you doing this, Paul? Come away from that way of life. And then he is called to something. Paul suddenly is called to a special role and task in the church. And he's called to be an apostle. He's called out of something and he's called to something. And then he's called to be somebody. You see, he, we're called to see our lives, our whole lives, in light of Jesus and the work of the creator God in this world. It's who we are. And so when Paul was shipwrecked, when he was beat, when he was locked in a prison, guess what? It wasn't his status or his money or his fame or any of these things that got him through. It was his calling. He was called into a life with Jesus and it sustained him. So on that very day when Kelly was in contractions on the side of the road and I was in the ditch, I did not have a bank of resources to draw on. All I had was a story of faithfulness to God over the long journey and going, God is going to be faithful here. So I talked to God and God, and I was like, God, you need to help me here. I need, I'm stuck. All my resources, all I got is a dead Mazda and a wife in the ditch who is in labor. Who does this happen to? And then I could calm down and realize that I was not stopping. I was pushing forward because I was a dad with a purpose. I was going to move heaven and hell if it was needed to get my wife into the hospital. You see, God has always made a way for us to get from point A to point B. God calls his people and then makes a way for us to get there. So that moment, my car might have been in neutral, but guess who wasn't in neutral? God was not in neutral. God made a way for us to move forward. So every time I turn on this road, I remember this moment and I think of the neutral moments that I might be facing in my life. The places where everything that I had planned just aren't taking me forward anymore. Where my own resolve or strength will not get me to where I need to be. But I need in some moments to realize that I have a caller who calls me. And I have a community of called people, Lake Ridge Community Church, who are with me, heeding the call of God. And that this is worth more than anything because it is a gift that Jesus has left for us when he rose from the dead. That when he rose from the dead, he says, I am leaving the paraclete, the caller, friend, comforter, who's going to come alongside you and help you live out this call so that you can move forward no matter what neutral position you found yourself in. We have this Holy Spirit of friend who calls us forward. Whether we're on the ditch or the side of the road or we're on a side dirt trail, we know where we are going because we have a God who calls us forward to the next place. We do not have to be afraid. We know where we are going. And so our journey is fueled by our call. This is what moves us forward. In this COVID time when things are so hard and crazy and it's hard to make sense and we might feel like we're in neutral, we have a caller who calls us forward, who knows that we're limited, who knows that our resolve isn't going to get us to the next stop, but who gives us an identity and a purpose and his very presence with us in the vehicle we are driving in to take us to the next place. God loves us and cares. So if all else tells us to stop, we have the call of a king. 
and a friend in Jesus, who sent his Holy Spirit, who summons us into life with him to go maybe places where we've never been before. And fear takes a back seat to the voice of God who knows us and calls us and says, Preston, Preston, listen to me. I love you and I know the way. You are not lost. You are not alone. I've given a call in you that is going to drive you forward no matter what the conditions are in front of you. And so this is the long obedience in the same direction of those who follow Jesus. That we would take step by step, mile by mile, day by day, listening to the call. And as this heartbeat back and forth of God calling and us responding. And one day we realize that we have gone on this long obedience in the same direction. And we are not where we were. And we are not who we were. Because every mile is a gift from God. And so may you this week feel the sense of call. That you are called. And that you are part of a called people. And it's good news. Join us on the long obedience in the same direction, following Jesus. We're in this together. Have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Because he is the caller and he knows the way.